While we believe the information in this broadcast is reliable, we cannot guarantee its accuracy. Opinions expressed are subject to change without notice and are not intended as investment advice or solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security. Please consult your financial professional before making any investment decisions. Investment advisory services are offered through Precision Capital Management and SEC Registered Investment Advisor. The firm only transacts business in states where it is properly registered or is excluded or exempted from registration requirements. SEC registration is not an endorsement of the firm by the commission and does not mean that the advisor has attained a specific level of skill or ability. Fiduciary duty extends solely to investment advisory advice and does not extend to other activities such as insurance or broker-dealer services. Advisory clients are charged a quarterly fee for assets under management while insurance products pay a commission which may result in a conflict of interest regarding compensation. Welcome to Beyond the Business, presented by the Coastal Financial Planning Group. Each Saturday morning at 8.30, listen in to successful business leaders and entrepreneurs from across the low country talk about what it takes to succeed in business and in life. Now your hosts, Rick Durkee, Eric Cox, and Leslie Haywood. And welcome, Low Country, to another edition of Beyond the Business, heard exclusively here on 94.3 WSC. Happy Saturday morning to you. One of your hosts, Eric Cox, here with our... Other lovely, talented tandem, Rick Durkee and Leslie Haywood. Thank you for joining us this morning. And to make sure and follow us beyond Saturday morning, go to our Facebook page, Beyond the Business, and on Twitter, BTBCHS. Well, welcome back to another great show this Saturday morning. Hopefully you got a chance last Saturday to hear our guest, Mr. Barry Hand, is the CEO and co-founder of Extremity 3D, as well as the president and founder of Reify. But just in case... Uh, Leslie, someone was not fortunate enough to join us last Saturday morning. Tell us how they can reach out to us and possibly even hear a podcast of last week's show. Oh, yes. Well, we've been putting them on our Facebook page, so definitely go to Facebook. And then the website is CoastalWM.com. Again, that's CoastalWM.com. Just look for the icon that says radio. And not only would you be able to listen to Mr. Barry Hand's show last week, uh, but also we have the last 18 to 20 shows that we have done on the Talk about binge watching. Binge listening. Heck with Netflix. Right. Yeah. HBO. Just find just us. Beyond the business. Beyond the business. All the time. People you know. <laughs> Stories you don't. Isn't it amazing? <laughs> we can just keep rolling with this, Mr. Durkee. That's right. Find out how to start up a business. Go to Eric's website, Coastal Wealth Management WM. CoastalWM.com. And so, uh, Barry, Barry Hand, again, uh, thank you for coming back. It's always good sometimes, you know, our. Um, our guests don't show up for the second week. So we appreciate you coming back for another week. I guess we did okay. It's my pleasure. Great story last week. And just a quick rundown in case you did miss that show. Um, again, Barry is the CEO and co-founder of Extremity 3D. Um, basically, the, the mini commercial on that was uh, you empower amputees through innovation and technology. And certainly from a child, you have been involved in uh, engineering and the sciences and wanting to help people. But as we were talking about, as we wound out last week, you spent – the better half of 20-plus years working in corporate environments. Uh, you worked for uh, uh, Coniflow, Hillrom, uh, PGS, Berktold, Intelligent Product Solutions. I mean, you, you had a lot of different roles, and you moved up the corporate ladder into executive level. And so I think as we were winding down last week, we were kind of talking about that itch you started getting mm. for entrepreneurship, the itch for, you know what, maybe I can do this a little differently or better. Right. Um, but I know along that way, uh, unfortunately, you have such a vast story. We had to kind of tighten it up and, and close it down. There's a lot that happened in that 20-plus years as well, not just professionally. And I didn't get to ask that question. 
how the heck was there time? You shared with us that you've got some teenagers. <laughs> how the heck was there time for a family? Tell us a little bit about your, your family history, please, Barry. Yes. Well, thank you. Yeah. Um, so, you know, in, in right about the time frame we're talking about, you know, where I had uh, at ITT Conaflow, where I was really getting involved in, you know, learning, engineering, um, about the same time as when I met my wife. Uh, so we, we met in 1989 and went through Hugo together um, and ended up, um, you know, getting married in 1992. And we've been happily married for 25 years this year. Um, and, um, you know, she has been right there next to me through, you know, throughout my career. Um, you know, she's a, she's a psychiatrist with a, a local practice and also an executive coach. And so she's been, you know, helping me out. Um, so, you know, we had um, our first child in 92, Summer. She's a, uh, she just graduated in engineering, kind of kind of a mashup between, you know, my wife and I. Um, she's going to be getting her master's degree in, in human factors. And my youngest, who's going to uh, uh, UNC Chapel Hill, is kind of undecided. But, you know, we're hoping she gets involved in something <laughs> technical. She really likes coding at this point, too. So now you, um, it says co-founder. Tell us about... Uh, you are the co-founder of your company. So tell us about how that all started. You said that maybe, you know, somewhere in the corporate world, you met your your partner. That's right. So when I left um, ITT, I went to work at um, well, a company called SSI, Support Systems International. That company was bought by Hillrom. Um, and Hillrom uh, was a big, you know, international um, firm that makes hospital beds um, based in Indiana. Um, and through working as a, as a project manager, project engineer, um, I, I met, um, you know, several people in, in the, you know, in the corporate world. Our teams were set up such that it was an engineer, a marketing person and, and some technicians. Um, really effective model for, for developing, by, by the way. Um, and, and I met that's where I met Jim Price. So we worked on several projects together. And um, just really enjoyed working with with each other, you know, um, you know, came to really trust each other a lot. So I've known Jim's, you know, for for 15, 20 years now, almost. Um, and so when when I um, got the idea uh, of, of uh, from, you know, some of my clients that, you know, I could do these these 3D printed products for patients, um you know, uh, and was approached actually by some prosthetists, uh, some, some, you know, that, that make artificial limbs for people um, that, you know, can we can we do this? Can we make this product that, that um, they saw the need for but didn't know how to do it using 3D printing? Um, as I alluded to, I, I knew how to do the engineering and the project product development, but I didn't know how to do the marketing. And so, you know, Having actually learned that lesson from previous times, you know, I, I reached out to Jim. Jim is also a consultant. He has his own um, own consulting company as well. And, you know, he he loved the idea. Um, he had, you know, the, the skills, the background, you know, 30 plus years in in um, medical device marketing and, and sales. And it was just a perfect matchup. So, um, you know, we I started Extremity 3D, um, but brought him on really quickly, you know, thereafter, and we, we are now partners. So, Barry, in uh, our evolution of this show over the last three years, we've had entrepreneurs from all walks of life, those who started, you know, a business while in college, those who've gone 20-plus years in corporate and everything in between. 
for your sake, um, having that long stretch in corporate, um, two questions really in this. One is, do you think there's an advantage to having all that time on the other side of the coin before you became an entrepreneur? And then um, number two, really, in looking back, would you have done anything differently from that transition uh, phase from uh, corporate to entrepreneurship waters? Um, good question. The um, the first very good, Eric. I mean, Woo! That's two weeks or three bravo, weeks in a row. Actually, bravo, yeah, so bravo. we're on fire. Golf here. clap, golf <laughs> clap. Because they say I never ask good questions. So thank you, Barry, for that. We really appreciate well, it. I think it was. Um, yeah. So uh, yes, having that long stretch in corporate America was was very useful. I learned a lot of skills. Um, you know, project management, um, working. With, um, you know, being able to understand the whole, you know, everything from procurement through through marketing and kind of understand the way things work. And I know what happens um, in, in my particular field now, um, you know, understanding the regulatory environment is huge, you know, with FDA and um, ISO standards and all of these things that you need to know. Um, <clears throat> that's where I learned them was was in corporate America. Um and so, you know, would I have done it any differently? Um, I think I, I'm, if I had um, the, to, to do it again, maybe I would have left earlier. You know, um, I didn't have the confidence that I could do it myself until, you know, five years ago when I came out and said, you know, I was 50 years old by the time I got to the point where, I, you know, I can do this. Um, but. You know, I, I was I was comfortable. I was making a living. I thought that's what you did. You know, was was um, you know you worked for other people. You know, that was you know almost that's what I learned from my my parents when I learned my grandparents. That's you know that that legacy. But in today's world, that that doesn't fly. You know, it really is not the reality of today's work workforce, particularly engineering. Actually, engineers are in high demand. But a lot of engineering um, is um, very um, job specific. You know, you you you're hired to do a job, and when that job, when that project is over, you are let go, or can be, or if you're not moved to another project, then you're 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 at risk. Now, just out of curiosity, because you were in corporate for so long, it sounds like you've had great relationships with all of your bosses. What was that conversation like when you left? to go out on your own were they receptive to it or see this is the, the soap opera part i want i want the dirt how did that go down this is barbara walters yes uh, yes yes come on give me a scandal what what, what happened uh, well th- there was a, there was there was a, a mutual agreement um you know that um that you know the the um and now circum- to a commercial break. <laughs> <laughs> the, the circumstances of where the where the company was at the time, and and you know where I was and what I wanted to do. I, I had a vision of how I wanted to, you know, do the engineering product development um, that didn't necessarily fit, you know, with with where I was at the time. Um, and so it was, uh, you know, it was, it was a, a mutual agreement. Mutual agreement. Uh, yeah, Good. it took it, it. It took, you know, they, they asked me to stick around for a while, you know, and finish up some projects. So um, at that point, Barry, what was your number one concern, and how did you find the solution for that? Um, getting the first paying gig, you know, um, and again, I I leaned on my network. So the the <clears throat> the company that that I got my first job through was. Um, 
the the general manager for that company was somebody I had worked with ten years prior to to leaving, and uh, we you know had had done such a had 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 such a great experience together, really trusted each other, um, you know, and so I I just started reaching out, going through my Rolodex, Your Rolodex. Will, I was going to say Rolodex, and started calling around, and you know I was I, I was you know, brought in with open arms. And, you know, my first contract was nine months working for this company and just made the transition very smooth. So what really interests me in this is let's go way back here now and do a little review on the prior show. You started as a biology major and you mentioned that you wanted to learn how the body works. Mm -hmm. And now you are actually creating these prosthetics that do that. So you took your experience from 3D printing and, and, and all that, and now you've developed a, a process. You mentioned ISO earlier, so you're definitely process-oriented, and you've got this all mapped out. And um, that's just extremely interesting to me how you've come full circle almost from your education when you first started out and now where you are today. That's exactly right. I mean, I you know, that that is kind of the story, you know, that I, I've always – wanted to help people and I started learning how to help people. And it came from, you know, understanding how, how things work. Um, in, in fact, when I, when I, um, was between, you know, leaving, um, my, my job in the oil field and, and getting my job at ITT, I was volunteered at the Charles Webb center. I was helping, you know, handicapped kids, you know, and, and the, and the caregivers there, you know, build tools and toys. And, you know, I just, I, it was total volunteer. I had a great time doing it. It gave me so much of a, of a, of a satisfactory feeling. You know, I was just, it was great watching this kid ride around on this little car that I made for him, you know, because, you know, he was handicapped and couldn't use one of his legs and he couldn't push the car around. So I figured out a way to make it, you know, so he could, um, and just, just awesome experience. And so when I, you know, when I took the job at ITT, again, it was, I was learning engineering, but I wasn't, it was very little purpose. So that's, I decided to start looking for something, you know, I said, well, you know, I wanted to be in medicine. I wanted to be in biology. I want to get back to that. And that's where Hillrom came in, SSI Hillrom. You know, that was um, a company that helped people, you know. And so, I mean, today you can still go to MUSC and Roper and see the beds that I designed and I have patents on. Well, in case you're wondering who that is, by the way, it's the voice of Mr. Barry Hand, who's the CEO and co-founder of Extremity 3D, as well as the president and founder of Reify. And Barry, I, um, I'm enamored when I read your story and kind of what you do as a as a uh, entrepreneur and, and the the trade of the business that you're in, um, that when I read your mission statement, if you don't mind, I'm going to read it real quick because I think sure. it's very powerful. It says, we empower amputees through innovation. We deliver high-quality service by close personal collaboration with our practitioners, and we provide prostheses. Can I say that Prosthesis. right? Prosthesis. Prosthesis yeah. uh, that are comfortable, strong, and cosmetically elegant. And, um, you know, what you do, and I was reading a little bit about the, the impact of 3D printing, mm-hmm. So bringing technology certainly into play that it reduces the time to produce the prosthetic as well as a better fit. Um, just the impact of what you, you know, obviously a business owner and what you're doing to build a business, but the impact you're having on the other side for individuals out there who've struggled with diseases, who've been to war, you know, for whatever reason are in need of these. Um, 
I just can't say enough. What a, what a great business to be in. And I see why that passion gets to shine through that you have. Absolutely. It's, it's a, you know, it's, it's, it's a, a very big need, you know, um, out there. The prostitute, the, the, the clinicians that are doing the work are, are up against, you know, more and more price pressures today. And they're, they're really looking for the, the, the there's 1.9 million um, amputees in the United States, just just the United States today, and that's you know there, there's an 185,000 additional amputees every year, um, and the, the 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 education system isn't putting out enough clinicians to to cover that growth, and um, you know with with uh, cutbacks in insurance and Medicare and and the, those kinds of things that the, they are looking for ways to maintain a standard of, you know, just a, just a profit margin for their own companies, you know, um, just, just to make, you know, just to make work, make everything work for them. And so, um, technology is, is a strong, um, avenue for, for them to, to find the, uh, a solution to that. They've been working with, uh, with plaster and, and other, other methods that are just antiquated, just hundreds of years old, been making prosthesis the same way for a long, long time. Um, as a business owner, relatively new, the company's what five years old? You said <clears throat> the Extremity 3D Ext- started this year. Oh wow! Yeah. So, what would you, uh, as a new business owner, what would you say is one of the best ways that you get your business out there? How are you um, spreading the word? You said you weren't really good at that in the beginning, mm-hmm. but clearly you're doing something right now. So, how how are you finding your customers and your target market? We are. Well, well, Jim has been uh, amazing at that. That's what he does. Um, and together, we we realized that um, that there there was uh, you know maybe you know more than one avenue to a customer. Uh, we started off thinking that we were going to go direct to the prost- uh, to the clinics, and and we started working with some local clinics. Um, you know, Floyd Brace um, is one of the biggest ones in in the state. Actually, uh, Larry Wiley has been extremely helpful. As a, as a mentor and helping us, you know, understand what what it was that we needed to design, um, <clears throat> but there are there are other support industries in in that um, in, in that uh, in the prosthetics and orthotics world, and I know a lot of people don't understand what those are. Um, so a, a, a prosthetic socket is like a sleeve that goes over the patient's uh, amputated limb, and then it holds everything else to the artificial leg together, but. These support industries, and the one that we're working with up in um, Honeyapath, South Carolina, right outside of Anderson, uh, Frittles Orthopedic Appliances, um, they, they do what's they they do another way of of making the socket, and we thought actually they were going to be a competitor, and through brainstorming with with Jim, we decided you know let, let's go talk to them. Well, it turns out that um, Rachel. Johnson, um, who's the daughter, the granddaughter of the guy that started the company, um, is a very uh, innovative thinker and, 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 you know, understands technology, sees 3D printing as the as the future. She really wanted to get involved with us and um, has been incredible, at, you know, at, at helping us to develop our market. So we, we see, you know, we see that as actually potentially being, you know, a, a, a a better channel for us than, you know, direct. Right. Collaboration is better than confrontation all the time. I think that's, that's awesome that she saw that there was value in you guys working together. Mm-hmm. What a great collateral professional relationship. Some, you could both benefit from working with each other. 
Absolutely. Yeah. She's, you know, she provides the clinical um, knowledge and background well, along with her partner, Mike Lavezzo. And um, we, you know, we provide the, the knowledge of, you know, this is a, a, how to make, how to get the business going, the, the, the development, the, the you know, I'm, I'm, I'm really good at the technical side. Jim is really good at, at developing a market and, and getting the word out and doing the collaterals and the, and the advertising. Um, and, and they have already have their own channels, you know, so we, we get advice. They give us, <clears throat> we have so many new ideas that are really different from what we approach them with that we can't really talk about, you know, but the, we're, we're using the, the principles of, and, and the advantages of 3d printing and what's called other, otherwise called additive manufacturing, um, to develop products that, you know, can make, um, can can help in many other ways and make the, the, some of those products that exist today cheaper and faster. So, Barry, I'm going to go to the uh, the cloudy side of the day, if you don't mind. Uh, let's talk about some of the wah, wah. <laughs> bring everybody down this morning, right? But, look, we're all entrepreneurs, and, and this is what We've this, all been this, there, this, this show is about entrepreneurship. And the reality is, entrepreneurship has its tough times. Mm. And so, what are some of the biggest challenges that you face as a five year now entrepreneur? Uh, in this process, um, and and uh, not only the challenges themselves, but uh, where do you go to for the wise counsel to help you through those challenges? Well, um, that that is uh, a, a really you know kind of a constant issue you know with with somebody in entrepreneurship you know and starting a business, um, and I, I you know it's it's where you're going to get your money, right? right? You know, so you got to make a living. You get you got to keep you got to keep food on the table. And then you got to, you know, support, you know, the people that are working with you. Um, so, you know, the, the, <clears throat> the, the path towards getting to, to um, getting, you know, the, that question answered really starts opening up this, this blossom of, of questions like, you know, okay, you know, who, um, you know, how, how do I get money? How do I get a loan? How do I um, provide um uh, you know, the, the net, how do I get that network going of people that can, you know, can help me find work? Um, and so, you know, I went to uh, the Small Business Development Center um, mm-hmm. and, and I was initially working with Daryl Jones, who's now in charge of the Charleston branch. Um, and he and, and Jim together ended up, um, you know, brainstorming. And then Jim found, um, you know, had his mission to help me find find funds that would keep my business going and allow it to grow. He uh, found a, a small business, um, an SBIR, small business innovation research contract that I um, applied for. It was a perfect match for what I was doing. It was a hundred thousand dollar contract. And um, he, he helped me apply for that, helped me do the writing, helped me understand all of the intricacies of the government. And I won it last year in June and just wrapped it up in October. And now, um, <clears throat> just on Friday, signed a contract for the phase two of, of that contract, which is almost a million dollars. So really leveraging, uh, as you mentioned in last week's show, relationships that you built through your entire life, and then resources that are here in the local community. Um, and I'm not sure how you ended up, maybe you can share with us how you connected with the SBDC, but I do want to give out their website because it's, uh, you know, we had Jim on last week from SBDC. Obviously, you're a prodigy of it. Uh, so if you're out there listening today and you want more information 
on how to get advice about your business, go to www.uscregionsbdc.com. And uh, I'm assuming from there they can find all kinds of great resources. I'm sure they can. How did you get connected with the SBDC? Interesting story. So uh, as a contractor, I um, I started reaching out to the entrepreneurial community. And as you know, you guys well know, there's a lot of, you know, like incubators and, and things like that happening here. Um, I got involved as an expert with the Harbor Entrepreneur Center, um, so John Osborne. Um, and through that, um, you know, and helping, you know, their their cohort members, um, I started seeing this amazing energy that was happening. Um, and I, I started feeling the spark, you know, that the, 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 ener- the, the excitement that these entrepreneurs um, had and that the 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 um, opportunities that the harbor and, and John and Patrick were giving to these these people um I started seeing it became less of a, of a mystery and more of a, of an opportunity. So at some of the network uh, networking events with the, the Harbor is where I met Jim and Daryl. Wow. I, I can't believe the show was almost over. That's crazy. Um, we're going to have to wrap things up here in a minute, but how can people get a hold of you? Uh, well, they can go to our website, extremity 3d and that's extremity with an I at the end. Um, and uh, extremity3d.com. Um, I have a Facebook site for Reify, um, and uh, my email is uh, uh, Barry, A B A R R Y H, at extremity3d.com. I really encourage everybody to check it out. What an amazing story. And make sure everybody to find us on Facebook at Beyond the Business and on Twitter, BTBCHS. Real quick. We've got only a few seconds. One, give us one thing about you that maybe people don't know—a a hobby, a passion, something, something quirky. maybe, yeah, something quirky, something fun. I love to cook. Oh, very um, good. Yep, I got that from my mom. Um, but I am—I I just that's why the way I relax. So, um, you know, my, my wife has no problem with that. That's awesome. <laughs> so I come home I, at the end of every day that I come home and I, you know, crank up the tunes and whip and up cook, a, and cook dinner. Yeah. Five course meal. Barry Hand, CEO and co-founder of Extremity 3D, as well as president and founder of Reify. Thank you for your story. Yes, Thanks for thank sharing you. with our community a great lesson in entrepreneurship. Thank you for having me. And Low Country listeners, thanks again for joining us here every Saturday morning at 830 for Beyond the Business. Exclusively heard on 94.3 WSC. Please come back and join us next Saturday morning for another great story of entrepreneurship. The opinions voiced in this program are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, and financial advisor or tax advisor prior to investing. Securities are offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, SIPC. Join the Christian business movement. Visit sc-c3.org. Thank you for listening to Beyond the Business, presented by the Coastal Financial Planning Group. If you're a successful business leader or entrepreneur and would like to be featured on a future program, send an email to rick at cfpgroup.biz. Listen in next Saturday morning at 830 for Beyond the Business, presented by the Coastal Financial Planning Group and heard exclusively on News Radio 94.3 WSC. You've invested countless hours and dollars building your business, and now your investment in your business 
has paid off. But did you know that according to Business News Daily that more than 60% of small business owners planning to leave their business in the next 10 years don't have an exit strategy? Hi, it's Rick Durkee of the Coastal Financial Planning Group. Let me ask you, have you planned your personal financial future wellness as well as that of your business? Have you established a succession plan for your business? Have you developed a plan for your perpetual legacy? Join me for a free discovery workshop to develop the best strategy for your business. BEST Business Exit Strategy Timetable. Call now and I'll send you an invitation by email to learn how to develop your business exit strategy timetable. Call 843-735-5065. That's 843-735-5065 for this free discovery workshop on how to develop your business exit strategy timetable. 843-735-5065.